It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your hosts, Ed Oliver and Dialante Daniels. The Wizards lost two games over the weekend, so we're going to recap both of those games. And uh, we're going to talk about the young guys who played the best out of the young guys. Some younger guys from the G League were able to play in both games this weekend. And we're also going to talk about the biggest storyline for the offseason to look forward to. Is it uh, Chris S. Porzingis coming back or is it Bradley Bill's contract or finding a point guard? Let's get started. You are locked on Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Alrighty, so what was your main takeaway about the Knicks game on Friday night? Um, tank. You know, that was that was the tank right there. We thought KP and like KCP may play that game and then miss the Hornets game today, but. Once I saw KCP not playing, and then I saw Kristaps Porzingis not playing, that kind of was writing on the wall for me. You know, it was like, it's the tank. You know, we're looking at draft positioning right now. We're looking at the young guys. I will say in that game, they started strong. You know, they started strong. They were up like 10-0, but then eventually the Knicks took over. Even with R.J. Barrett not coming out, I believe, in the second half. Um... So I would say the tank is the main takeaway. And I also thought Rui Hachimura, offensively, he had a good game. Offensively, I would say. He had um, played well. But the tank, that was the main takeaway from that game, man. Tank. Right. Um, yeah, like you said, they started off hot 10-0 to zero or 10-1 to one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought their three-point defense was, was pretty darn bad. Uh, Obi Toppin went crazy from the three-point line. I thought uh, Emmanuel quickly... Um, it looked like you said it looked like they were trying to lose that game. They they just wanted to develop guys. Jordan Shackle played, Brennan Carey got some playing time, Isaiah Ty got to play, Cash just got to play, which is good for the young guys. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've been said that they should have been letting some of those G like G League guys get some run uh, when we knew we weren't going to make the play on or the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, looking at the numbers, um, stat wise, yeah, the Knicks shot 41% from the three, which was ridic- ridiculous. Top Obi Toppin, Evan Fournier. Manual quickly, it just looked like they were at a shooting range. It just had wide open um, threes. They shot 46% from the field as well um, and shot 20 free throws. Um, and the Knicks, we had the Wizards had 22 turnovers, so they had sloppy, they played sloppy basketball. The Knicks only had 10 turnovers. And um, yeah, it just kind of went downhill from there after that. That at halftime, it was close. And then in the second mm-hmm. half, they just ran away. Yeah, Obi Toppin had 35 points off of only 22 shots, six for nine from 
the three-point line. Then he caught an alley-oop uh, down the stretch as well. Um, yeah, he just he just took over that game. He really did. But um, I thought some of the young guys did show some promise. I thought Rui played well. Um, Denny had uh, three assists and four boards, 11 points. Corey Kisper had eight points. Um, and then, yeah, I thought, I thought Rui played pretty well that game. Who do you think played the best out of the three in that Knicks game? Uh, I would say that I guess I will go with Roy. I, I say offensively because, you know, defensively, I mean, everybody kind of played rough, but, you know, yeah. you would have liked to see him play better defensively. And that's the knock on Roy from a lot of people. Everybody knows, you know, he plays well offensively, but the issue has always been he's a negative on the defensive side of the ball and you only grab three rebounds. You know, Corey Kispert grabbed six rebounds. He's, you know, at that that um shooting guard position. So he's grabbing six. Denny grabbed four. Um, you're a little used to Denny grabbing at least around six, seven as well. But for Rui and his size and him being down low, you would like to see him be more on the boards. And then defensively, you just would like to see him be a little better. But I mean, it was a struggle for a lot of guys. Corey was a struggle. Um, Denny was a struggle as well, even though he shot five for eleven. Uh I mean, I mean, I guess I would say Rui, I guess. Yeah, I think Rui uh, by far, 21 points. He was hitting the turnaround jumper a couple times. He got to his spots and finished well around the rim. Um, if you do want to include Gafford to the list, uh, he had nine points and had one block, only had two rebounds. That was a good point about the rebounds. That's something that we do want to see from Rui next year. If he is on the Wizards, you just never know what's going to happen with this team, the way this roster is going to be constructed. But if he is on the Washington Wizards, um, definitely needs to improve on rebounding. He's, he has the athleticism. He has the height. He has the physical traits and physical tools to be a better re- rebounder. I think he can lo- learn from what Kyle Kuzma did uh, this season with rebounding the basketball. Um, Thomas Bryant on bobblehead night, you know, he's not a young guy, but he had 10 boards, zero points. So he did contribute in some capacity. But um, I thought Daniel Gafford got downhill a couple times and finished well around the rim. Paulo Neto, this is how you know it was a tank game. Because nobody, if you look at the minutes too, nobody played 30 minutes. Everybody, the mm-hmm. highest minutes were 28 minutes from Rui. Everybody else had like, Corey played 26, Danny played 26 minutes. Howell Neto played 20 minutes when he didn't, when he was collecting DNP. So that kind of told you what kind of game it was going to be. And he had 14 points. Um, I thought he I thought he played well just trying to showcase his skills. Coming up for free agency. Personally, I don't think Neto's going to be back. I don't know how you feel about the situation. But I think Neto definitely tried to showcase himself um getting ready getting ready for free agency. I agree with you. I don't think Nato's going to be back either. Uh I think what Wes is looking for at that point guard spot is somebody like Sadoransky, you know, bigger guard um who helps move things along, helps facilitate the ball. He had eight assists in that in this game against the Knicks. Um someone like Sadoransky. So I don't know if Ish Smith will be back and I don't I definitely don't think Nato will be back guys at the one who are smaller guards, and then on top of that, getting a lot of shots up. I don't think that's something Wes wants from his point guard position. So I think that'll be gone as well. Definitely. All right, so we're going to recap the game that just happened against the Hornets. But before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie is so good. They're going to be your new favorite. 
All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Bill.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, and low carbs. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all of the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. Go to Bill.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so what was your thoughts on the Charlotte game? Man, um, Charlotte was really good. I think Denny, I like the way that Denny came out. Denny came out hot. Denny came out on fire, uh, cooled off a little bit, but I like the way he came out. Uh, Rui, he played well offensively as well. Corey Kisper, all three of them, you know, I feel like offensively had really good games. Um, Rui grabbed four rebounds. Um, to go along with those 21 points and two assists and one steal. Uh, Corey had 20 points. He shot 50% from the three, four for eight, eight for 12 from the field. And then Denny was five for 12 from the field, only one for five from three, but he had five rebounds and four assists. So uh, the three young guys, that's why I was mainly looking at. Um, I mean, Daniel Gaffer, if you want to include him, he shot 10 free throws, even though he only made 50%, five, 10, uh, had seven rebounds and two blocks to go with that. Uh, so the young guys, you know, that's what I'm really was the takeaway here for me. I know that's what a lot of the focus was. Denny and Rui hit over 30 minutes in this game. So that was my main focus. And I thought um, the young guys came out and I think they played a decent game today. Right. Um, I thought my main takeaway was them letting Isaiah Thomas uh, go crazy for a couple of minutes. Mm. Um, of, of course, it brought up bad memories of the Celtics series where it went to game seven and IT, you know, dropped 50 points in one of those games. I want to say it was like game five or he had 50 points. Um, yeah, he went to work. He had how much did he have? Isaiah Thomas had 14, 14, yeah, 14 points in 13 minutes, five for eight from the field, two for four from the three point line. There was a point where he just didn't miss a shot. He started off really <laughs> hot. Um, and then Rozier kind of just put put the Wizards away. He had 25 points, five for nine from the three point line. Rozier was like he was basically on. They, they they couldn't stop him in the fourth quarter. Um, I can't remember whether it was Neto or Ish guarding him. Smaller guards guarding Terry Rozier. And Terry Rozier is not tall himself. He's probably like what six one, six two. But he he got any shot that he really wanted to get. Um, the Hornets they were eight for they were eighteen for thirty three from the three point line. So another mm-hmm. team goes crazy bonkers from the three point line. They were on fire. 
Um, LaMelo Ball hit a three. He got hurt. Once he got hurt, we went on a run, actually. We cut it to, like, I think we, we took the lead in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it was up and down, running running up and down kind of game. Um, and they have they have 58 points on the paint to R56. Um, it was funny how Traz was trying to, like, kind of flex on Gaff a little bit here and there. And then he lost the jump ball. So it was, like, kind of, like, you know, you kind of look. A little silly there, but I, I love I like I love Trez when he was here. I do, but mm-hmm. he was he was trying to be a, be a tough guy on on a gaff. Um, but yeah, that's that's where they lost. Three point defense was awful, and um, yeah, the the defense was just not. But like like we've been saying, it's lottery odds, and that's what the Wizards wanted to do. Um, some young guys got to play. Rui, I thought he played well again. Twenty points. I think he's had twenty points in the last six of the eight games that he's played. He's had twenty points or more. Kispert. Four threes, play well, move well without the basketball. Danny, like you said, got hot. And then I think Wes took him out. He played 31 minutes tonight, which is a good amount of minutes. But um, just the flow of the game wasn't the same from the beginning. He got that steal from LaMelo, took it down and dunked it, had a couple easy buckets here and there, and then it just kind of tailed off after that. Um, Vernon Carey thought he played well with the minutes. He got Mm -hmm. 11 points and seven boards, Um, made the most of his minutes. Gafford, I thought he played after getting dunked on twice. He got dunked on pretty badly by PJ Washington and then Miles Bridges, and then he blocked Miles Bridges. So I like what I saw from Gaff uh, out of the young guys too. Yeah, it's it's just as a fan, you know, uh, it's another season that's just you know falls flat. I mean, just back to the lottery odds, the ninth seed, ninth odds, tenth odds, whatever. I mean, it's kind of deflating, man, to, to just look back on it, especially from how the Wizards started, 10-3 and three, to lottery odds again, you know, and it's just disappointing. I think it's another disappointing end. And, you know, we're going to talk about um, next season and, I mean, off-season needs and the most important things and highlight moments from the season. But, man, it's, it sucks, man, to have to continue once again to look at these draft prospects and look at these lottery odds and hope to get the ninth pick again. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, I mean, I hope things change in the future, man, because as a fan base, it's a little it's a little tiring. It's a little disheartening to have to continue to go through this same path over and over again. Last year was a little outlier year. They made it to the round one, but this year more the same. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's kind of like you're running on a treadmill there. Uh, but, yeah, we can look at the lottery odds real quick. We were talking about this before the show. They are Houston's number one, Orlando's number two, Detroit has the third best odds, OKC has the fourth, Pacers have the fifth, the Blazers have the sixth, Sacramento has the seventh, the Lakers have the eighth worst record, the San Antonio Spurs have the ninth worst, worst record, and the Washington Wizards have the tenth worst record now we were talking about that spurs game they're playing the mavericks right now correct uh i don't believe i don't know if it's right now but they play the mavericks they play the mavericks at 9 30 p.m 9 30 okay so i I probably won't really watch much of that but yeah so for the people who are paying attention to the lottery odds um wizards are if the Spurs lose, they'll be 35 and 47. The Wizards finish the season 35 and 47. So I got to look up the tiebreaker rules, or we got to look up the tiebreaker rules and see how it works. I do know the Spurs swept us. So I feel like if that's the rule about who gets the worst record or the better odds in the lottery, I feel like the Wizards should get it. If the, if the Spurs win tonight and end up 
35 and 47. The Wizards should get it because, you know, the, the Spurs swept us. Yeah, I mean, I would like for it to be like that too. I mean, I know last year they did um, coin flip to determine, you know, the tiebreakers with teams that ended with the same record. So we'll have to be a luck of the draw type of thing for the Wizards. Uh, but, yeah, we talked about before those ninth odds, getting the ninth best odds, how that helps percentage-wise. Right now the Wizards are 10. If they ended at 10, they have a pretty much 14% chance. But if they got up to that ninth spot, they have a 20% chance to get to that top four spot, and that would be huge for the Wizards. Definitely. Yeah. It's something that we need because it's hard to attract free agents here, so they need to get the yeah. best odds that they can get. And, of course, they got to be able to develop these guys and get these young guys ready to go. But um, next we're going to talk about the biggest storyline going into the offseason. We're, we're going to read a couple of you guys' comments, and then we'll head out. But before we do that, we have a quick word from the betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so which storyline stands out to you or which one is the most important? The options are Bradley. And this was from NBC Sports Washington, the post game. This is where I got this from. The uh, Bradley Bills free agency. Chris Apps, Porzingis coming back healthy and playing for the Wizards next year. Or um, the last one was finding a point guard for the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think the most important right now, the number one is Bradley Bill, because that kind of determines the direction of your franchise. That determines a lot. You know, the Wizards don't really do anything until they know if Brad's coming or not, because if Brad comes back, then, all right, we start trying to work around Brad. You know, what's the best we can do? What's the trading looking like? Or if Brad leaves and is like, okay, rebuild, complete rebuild. All right, now we start looking at young guys. Everything, your mindset changes as an organization. So Bradley Bill is the key to everything. Once the Bradley Bill domino falls, then everything else in the offseason, we can start looking at, all right, what kind of point guard do we want? Blah, 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 blah. You know, because it's all about right now, Brad comes back, you build around Brad. If he doesn't, then you flip into rebuild mode. So he's the big domino right now. So I'd say that's number one. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I echo you on that one too because I think I think everybody is a four. Everybody thinks there's a hundred percent Brad is coming back, which could be the case. You know, he's staring five years, two hundred forty-two million dollars in the face, and you know, if he goes anywhere else, he would make sixty million dollars less. So I think conventional uh, thinking would think that he's going to take the big money. He's going to be the face of the franchise where he is the assistant GM. But I do feel like there's a switch that could flip off in his head where the Miami Heat make a very strong pitch. The Sixers make a strong pitch or another team makes a strong pitch where, hey, we're closer to a championship. You know, it's not going to be as much money, but they can they can recruit him hard, you know, mm-hmm. and. They can make a strong – Bam out of bio has been wearing his jersey for years. They've been trying to get him there for years. And so we already heard they're going to make a strong push to get him there. And just looking at the weather in Miami compared to D.C., there's just different factors. So I personally – if I had to bet money on Bet Online, I think Brad is coming back. But in the back of my mind, I am thinking that, hey, there might be one morning where Brad's like, hey, I just want to win. I know I'm still going to get paid solid money, not the $242 million. But, you know, and, and, and he said this is my first time being in this opportunity or being in this opportunity in a long time, being a free agency. So he likes it. He wants to enjoy it. He likes that other teams want actually want him. Mm-hmm. You know, teams have been wanting him for years. And you know how recruiting goes. It's just like college recruiting, going to a college, you know, going on a college visit. They lay out the red carpet. They try to get you to come to this school. We're going to do this and do this for you. You know, Pat Riley and Bam and Jimmy, I can see them trying to recruit him really hard and roll out the red carpet, everything on the big screen, showing what they can do for Bradley Bill. I can, I can see that happening. I can clearly see that happening. But like I said, who knows? We'll see. And I know a lot of Wizards fan base would rather see the Wizards go in a different direction. You know, we'll see. We already know what the front office wants to do. They want, it, they want Brad to come back. So there's really no point in talking about the Wizards doing something different. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that because there is no talking about getting another point guard if Brad doesn't come back. It's, it's rebuild mode. It's lottery time probably for the next couple of years. It's rebuild. And then the whole Porzingis thing, if Brad doesn't come back, then does it really matter? You know, if they're really going to rebuild, they might put Porzingis on the trade block just to start over. So Kuzma. Right, Kuzma, all the other guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's everybody, the every decision really is based on Brad because if he leaves, like I said, you might as well recoup some draft picks, let Rui develop, let Denny develop. Because if you keep Brad, like like people, they they might have to move one of the young three just to bring in a Dejounte Murray, like you said, or a Malcolm Brogdon, um, other big name point guards. They're, they have to trade somebody, so somebody else on the roster, probably Rui Coos or Denny or even or um, uh, Kispert. They're probably going to have to move one of those guys just to bring in one of the big name uh, point guards. Yeah, so you know it all depends on Brad and. That's a, another thing, too, in the offseason, you know, do they move uh, Kuzma or Rui or Denny, et cetera, because, you know, Rui has the contract stuff coming up soon, and right. has he shown enough? I know this year really hurt him because he missed half the season and is with a new coaching staff, and then he wasn't really getting minutes like that. Originally, we thought he was a shoe in to start, then Kuzma started playing really well, and so, I mean, it's so much that's happened. There's a lot of storylines for the Wizards this offseason. But Brad's definitely number one, numero uno. Yes, sir. Um, before we get to the comments, I do want to shout out a vlogger that is my wife. We're live right now. She says, hey, fellas, any hope next season will be different or will it be the same old stuff? We'll get to that question later. But she did have a bold prediction before the season even started. 
she said the Wizards would finish better than the Lakers. And we all thought the Lakers were going to be a championship caliber team. The Wizards were like, okay, we'll probably make the playoffs or the play in. And the Wizards, they did finish better than the Lakers. I know both teams didn't even make the play in, but technically the Wizards did finish better. The Wizards are 35 and 47, and the Lakers are most likely going to be 32 and 50. So, uh, shout out to her for that bold prediction. That's a, that's a W prediction right there. That's a <laughs> that's a real bold one. Now, I don't think a lot of people would agree with that to start, but hey, right, hey, that's a good one. Right. So um, let's get to some of these comments here. Uh, this is from D.Y. He says y'all would be better off signing and trading Bradley Bill. Yeah, if he, I mean that that's an option too. If he says, hey, I want to go over to Miami. And the Wizards can get a sign and trade done, you know, to recoup some stuff back. Definitely, you know, sign and trade rather than let them just walk, you know. So I think a lot of fans would agree with that too. Sign and trade, Bill, etc. And let's see what we can get. Get a Tyler Hero, etc. So I would I wouldn't be mad at a sign and trade if it came down to it. Right. Yeah. If I'm doing a sign and trade with the uh, Miami Heat, I would I would definitely take Tyler Hero. I would take give me Duncan Robinson. Give me. Uh, a couple of picks as well, and maybe uh, Max Struss or Struess, however you pronounce his game, his name. Every time we play against Max Struess, he cooks us every time. So I'm like, okay, let me get, let me get him too uh, with with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Um, mm-hmm. Chimp Slayer, okay, performance for the tall end bench. Yeah, Vernon Carey. I think mm-hmm. I think we talked about him a little. I thought he played pretty well tonight um, against the uh, Hornets. Uh, D. Y. said Wizards best bet trade Bill and K. P. Yeah, basically, you're, he's reiterating what he just said about mm-hmm. trading uh, Bill. He says trade Porzingis as well. Uh, Kyle Linden or Kyle Ledesma says we need to fire Wes Unsell Jr. He's just not good for us, and we need a better point guard. Resign Ish Smith. Release Thomas Bryant and Neto. You know, there's I mean, there is a, a group of people out there that feel like Scott Brooks would have got this Wizards team to the play in, at least the play in, you know, so that in another way is basically just saying, I don't know if that's another way of saying fire West for them. But, you know, West has gotten his fair share of heat from the fan base, you know, that included some he needs to be fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wes uh, had a lot of growing pains. The mm-hmm. Clippers loss, bring that up many times because it was just such a crazy loss that should never mm-hmm. ever happen. Um, adjustments, the offense, players complaining about the offense. You know, being a leader of men, the allegedly the prisoners are running the asylum. So I think he learned how to deal with uh, certain personalities, and that's a big thing about being a coach. You know, are you able to connect with guys? Are you able to control a locker room? Are you able to establish roles with guys? That's something huge that I think next year that they're definitely going to make sure that happens. Because if they don't, then um, Kyle, you know, I'm not, I don't say, I don't think they should fire West, but yeah, it, it will be closer to that if, if something like that happens again. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I was saying, and Hoop District tweeted um, about West Unsell Jr. in the access meetings with Wizards players. He was like, I want some feedback to be a better coach. So, you know, I'm glad he's, you know, acknowledging <laughs> that there's things he can improve on. Right, definitely. Yeah, that's the only way you can get better. Um, and then the whole thing about releasing um, Thomas Bryant and Ish, or was it Neto? You Re- said resigning Ish, and then he yeah. said release Neto and Bryant. Yeah, so we won't be releasing them. They are free, no, agents, free agents, so mm-hmm. they can decide wherever they would like to go. Um, but I, I don't see either coming back. To be honest, um, 
Chipsler, so some more West Unso Junior slander here. He said he's not a head coach, he's not ready. Um, we'll see. The jury's still out. They're, yeah. they're, it's just very early. Second year is going to be important, especially if Bill's back. Second year, if it's like this again, yeah. you know, he may need to say goodbye early. Right. right. Uh, S Cope QX, S, S Dope, or S Cope X says, should have been losing once they knew they couldn't make the play. I don't disagree with you at all on that. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we both said that a while ago. Um, he also says this team got to draft superstars. No free agent wants to come here. Yeah, we we are. Yeah, we know you, that. If yeah, if you're a team like the Wizards in a small market, guys aren't going to come in free agency. You got to hit on your draft picks and like hope that you get somebody who's like an all star type of player in that later round that is in top four. Right. Uh, Chimp Slayer once again says disappointed about this season, but I am looking forward to next season. Yeah, stay uh, positive, man. Right. <laughs> Vlog her. Uh, she says, "Hey, fellas, any hope next season will be different, or will be the same old stuff?" Man, I want to say it'll be different. I really do. You know, they had me this year at the beginning. We yeah. thought it was going to be different, <laughs> and it wasn't. You know, so I mean, I'm un- undecided right now. I got to yeah. see because they ain't getting me this year like they right. did. They get me next <laughs> season like they did at the beginning of this season. No right. more ten and three. I'm talking crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll always have that banner from the ten and three star and yep. Trez being MVP of the number one in the MVP ladder. We'll always have that in the rafters of Capital One Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biggie C says, "Shout out to me, Wizards, with the number four or five. That would be lovely. I mean, that's what the Wizards need. They need lottery luck. Yeah. Um, Chimp Slayer says Brad is, Brad is coming back to be paid. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm seventy percent, thirty percent. He's coming back. It probably really higher, probably eighty, twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald says, Janelli eighteen ten says, I say Kuzma gets traded. Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, depends on who it's for. You know, um. I could see a world where that potentially happens. I think there's a couple guys on the team that could potentially be moved to upgrade the roster. I wouldn't say Kuzma's out of that realm, so it's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. I don't think they should, unless it's for a bona fide, legitimate star. If it's for, like, a middle-tier player, there's really no point. Because, like, say, for example, Jeremy Grant. Why would you trade Kuzma for Jeremy Grant? There's just no point in doing that unless it's for a really legitimate star point guard or just a star in general, mm-hmm. then sure. But if it's yeah. in to bring another guy who's not an all-star or not even a top 50 player, there's really no point. I mean, Kuzma, like, Kuzma was more clutch than Bradley Bill. He was our most clutch player on the team this year. Um, the triple-double games, the 25 rebound games, Kuzma was legit this year. He really was. He was our number one option for a lot of games where we had to rely on him because – other guys weren't able to step up in the clutch. Like, we literally had to rely on him to hit big threes just to win games against the Pistons and the Magic and almost beating the Bulls, but DeMar hit a crazy shot. Like, Kuzma was legit this year. I got to give him his props. I thought he played well amidst all the fighting. Like, we never heard him fighting anybody in the locker room or anything like that. So, uh, Kuzma played his butt off. I'm, I, I would like him to stay. But if he if he's traded for a better player, like a superstar, then sure. Um, this guy's from Israel. Shout out to him. He says the Wizards need pick Jaden Ivy. If they get lucky enough, you yeah. know, that all depends on the luck, man. All depends on the lottery luck. Right. 
Um, some of these questions, I'm going to write these down because there's so many. Thank you guys for writing down questions. We'll mm-hmm. pro- I'll probably do a mailbag since the season's over. Um, Biggie C said, who would you like to see come back next season if you can only pick seven? That's a good question. We'll probably mailbag that one. But, D, if you want to answer that one real quick, you could. Um, Come back? I wouldn't be mad at Ish coming back. You know, there's not a lot. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at Gil coming back. You know, Neto can go. TB can go. <laughs> Is there any other people who are, like, key rotational players on the team that are gone? Because everybody else is coming back, really. That's, like, key yeah, who plays. There's, like, outside of Ish, maybe, and then Gil. But everybody else, like I said, TB and Neto can go. But everybody right. else is, like, that's key, comes back. Well, yeah, yeah. And I guess I guess I have to include Bill. Uh, So, Bill... Unless they can sign and trade him and get like some really good stuff back, I would say bring him back. Unless you can get like a good coop for him in a sign and trade deal. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, Ish. Yeah, he could. Ish. Yeah, Saddle's a free agent. If I had to pick between the two, I might have to go with Saddle. Off the last. Oh my god, I forgot Saddle too. Saddle bring yeah. definitely bring Saddle back. He's number yeah. one. You know, outside of Bill, Saddle's number one on my bring back list. Mm-hmm. Saddle, and like I said, I was not the fan. I was, I was really not happy that they brought him back initially. <laughs> but after seeing what he did, and he played really well with guys, and he got facilitated offense, he's, he's exactly what we needed. Now, I don't want him to start. He should not be our starting point guard. But he would be a good guy off the bench, facilitating the ball, getting guys involved, and he's he's just he's better defensively than what we had at the point guard position. And he's six seven. Um, him and Porzingis had really good chemistry. So Porzingis coming back, of course, I think Saddle and him played really well together. So um, I would definitely bring him back. Um, but, yeah, like you said, uh, Ish, Neto, Thomas Bryant, thank you guys for your services. TB, the, the knee injury really set him back. I really hate mm-hmm. that that knee injury happened to him because I thought he was on pace for having a really good year with Russ being the point guard last year. Before he got hurt, so it's just unfortunate he came back. And we just we just had too many people on the roster, too many bigs at the time, so it was just rough for him. Um, Janelli, if Bill goes, need multiple draft. Yeah, D basically hit on that about getting draft picks for um, for Bradley Bill. Yeah, uh, Biggie Steve, Jay Ivy, he's my favorite prospect in the draft out of everybody. Um, I, I just like him the 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 most out of everybody. He's my number one. Uh, I think everybody has their own opinion. Like people like Paola, people like Chad, people like Jabari. My, but what is the saying? The eye to the beholder or whatever it is. To my eye, Jaden is the best out of everybody. Um, and then Fred Fezzo says, who are a few of the draft choices other than those you mentioned? That's something we'll, we'll talk about in the mailbag. I'll we'll talk about in the mailbag. Um, let's see here. We'll probably do one more. And then... We will get uh, going here. NBA Lance says, should the Wizards trade for Jeremy Grant? We just talked about that as an example. Uh, but D, you can say yes or no on, on that uh, one. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Right. Anthony Tony says, how do you feel about Ray John Rondo on a veteran minimum off of the bench? I wouldn't mind that. I okay. definitely, you know, like if, if it had, if it came down to it, like sat on Rondo, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, Mardo could be a good bet off the bench for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know how that personality of Rondo would mesh 
with Wes. Um, you know, Rondo's a strong personality. Mm-hmm. He's towards the end of, the, of his career. I think he could help. Um, but I think the Wizards need a, a shooter at a point guard position. But I think Rondo could, Rondo could help a little bit. But once again, he's not a needle mover. And um, I, I would go in a different direction at point guard. I just think Rondo, you know, he's been on what multiple teams in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Didn't work out with the Lakers. Um, not sure how he's doing with the Cavs. Didn't work out with the Mavericks either. Didn't really work out with the Bulls. Um, but he did play well in the championship in the bubble. That is true. He's better in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. Playoff Rondo, sure, but regular season Rondo, I don't really see him helping much mm-hmm. uh, with the Washington Wizards, to be honest. Um, so, but that's that's a that's a good question there. Um, but yeah, before yeah, D, this is your last episode, man. Um, so, how you feeling? Yes, guys, uh, this will be my last episode. You know, it was a it was a fun season at the <laughs> beginning. Definitely was a, a fun season. You know, the Wizards definitely bamboozled us. But, I mean, it was fun, man. You know, doing it with Ed, talking to you guys. It was fun times, terrific. The 10-3 and 3 start, everybody was hype. I mean, I love the energy. I hope the Wizards can do that next season and continue it. But yeah, I mean, this season was very fun. You know, sadly, I'm not going to be returning. But I mean, it was terrific, guys. Everything was fun. It was great. Had a lot of fun. Definitely. Definitely. What was your um, best moment or worst moment this year? Best moment? I would say just being able to talk that talk when the Wizards were hot, you know, um, I mean, they beat the Celtics in overtime. They beat the Pacers in overtime. It was some, you know, when Dinwiddie was playing well. I mean, it was, it was, it was good, man. They, they had the four or five game winning streak. Wizards were number one in the Eastern Conference for like two seconds. That was fun. When it got the worst moment, I would say, is the Clippers game. Oh, nothing's ever going to top that Clippers loss. The Clippers loss. <laughs> nothing. Nah, man. Nah, that, nothing's topping that Clippers loss. That was terrible. <laughs> that was an epic rant, though. I loved how you went in on just the whole Wizards organization, just talking about the nobody wants to go to the games, just the whole nine. I mean, you went in, and it needed to be said. I was just sitting back. I was like, I'm going to just let D go off on the team, on the whole Washington <laughs> Wizards front office organization. I'm gonna just let you do your thing. Yeah, I was mm, that that day had me upset like no other man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I was pissed off too. Um, Biggie C says goodbye, D. Matt says Daniels ain't coming back next season? Question mark. And uh, vlog her says good luck, D. Make sure to come back as a guest at least. Yes, definitely. I'm definitely gonna be back as a guest. Definitely, I'm definitely gonna be as a guest. Definitely, I might have to have you as a weekly guest or a uh, five-day-a-week guest. Yes. Um, Anthony, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, I just got some things, you know, going on that I want to focus on, you know. But like I said, Ed, I mean, I'm definitely going to be back as a guest on some guest episodes, talk some Wizards with my guy. Definitely, you'll see me back. Mm-hmm. Did you hear I said a five-day-a-week guest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five day a week, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. D, he, he, you might pull a Tom Brady on us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll end on this last one. Um, John Boo said, "Resign Delonte." 
Oh, Resabi, uh, hey. And <laughs> <laughs> Chimp Slayer says, peace, love, health, and happiness, D. Appreciate you, Chimp. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, guys. We want to thank you guys for tuning in this season. We know it's been an up and down year. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Um, we appreciate you guys. A lot of ups and downs. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, hit the notification bell as well. Um, but of course, um, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis, analysis affecting all 30 teams. Thank you guys, and hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.